Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Friday, June 23rd. It's five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me on Twitter at Casey Daniels 317. So Brownsburg had their town council meeting last night. <laughs> you were there. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> I, Casey, I have never been more sorry for asking a simple question about how an item gets on an agenda uh, that will dictate how my tax dollars are spent. Let me let me tell you how this happened at my house last night. I'm working at my desk and I'm, you know, I'm putting things together for the show today and, and and Rob sends me this text and he says the Brownsburg Town Council just forced me to be removed from speaking by the police and I'm replying, "Oh my gosh, are you okay?" And at the same time, within minutes, uh, the dude comes over. Oh boy, something happened with Rob. He's blowing up Twitter. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, I know. You're a, you're a soon to be father. Yes, you I am. can't be doing these things. What is going on? What happened? Well, this is the precise reason I am doing these things. Okay. And as many people know, my daughter's middle name will be Thatcher for Margaret Thatcher. And one of the primary reasons for that is Margaret Thatcher's much of her entire life was about saying and doing really hard things for the betterment of other people. And let me just, so let's just give a little background on this of how we got here, because the police are involved. It ends with a standing ovation from the audience. So as we've talked about many times on this show, I, well, uh, there are a few things that I love more than my town. I am the ultimate townie lifer person. Uh, my wife, mm-hmm. my child, mm-hmm. my parents, yeah. maybe this job, and that's about it. Yeah. My town is everything to me. It's what made me the person that I am. And so I take things that happen in my town really serious. And over the past several years, we have the great misfortune of being run by some of the dumbest people alive. And we've talked about many of those things on this show. The new thing that they decided to do, Casey, and when I say they, let me let's name some names here. The town council president, the the guy who rules by fiat over there is a guy named Travis Tashane. Travis. Travis. I, you know the name Travis, right? And Travis once admitted to me that his whole goal in life is to be a state representative. Mm-hmm. He desperately wants to rise up the political ladder, and his goal in life is to be a state representative. And so Travis is what I call a professional ribbon cutting attendee in which he goes to other people's things and tries to get in the center of the photo and always wants to take credit for things he often had nothing to do with because his life is to be a state representative. I mean, as pathetic as that is, that is his ambition in life. And Travis uh, doesn't like to consult with other people. He doesn't like to get town input on things. He just likes to to rule by fiat and uh, The most recent example of this was 
an agenda item popped up in our the little packet that the council gets and that the community gets that was to begin to dissolve the park board in the town of Brownsburg. Okay. What does the park board do? The park board oversees all things related to the parks department. Which so, you're going to use a lot. You're going to use the parks a lot when baby comes. And we pay a lot of property taxes and, there are, and food and beverage tax and millions of dollars every year going to this group. And so as a concerned citizen of the town, me and many other people said, what the hell is this? And so I called a member of the town council who was the one kind of friend that I still have over there. And that person was kind enough to talk to me and go, I have no idea what this is. I just found out about it when I opened my packet on Monday. I said, wait a second. You've got Lord Travis making a decision on something that's going to affect every single person in this town and going to cost us potentially millions of dollars. And you, a member of the governing class, are just finding about that? Yes, that's true. So apparently Lord Travis didn't do his homework and it took a group of concerned citizens to point out to him which i mean this really is an example of how travis would fit perfectly in the indiana general assembly an arrogant person who believes they're better than everyone else who doesn't do their homework but apparently lord travis didn't realize that if he dissolved the parks board it was going to cost the town of brownsburg hundreds of thousands of dollars because they were going to lose grants associated with having a park board. Okay. So magically, right before the meeting, that item just poof, poof, it just disappeared off the agenda. So Casey, as a concerned citizen, a taxpayer of this community, a law-abiding, you know, person who keeps their grass cut and their weeds trimmed, I thought, well, gosh darn it, Casey, I'm going to go to the town council meeting, which is public, and at the citizens' comments at the beginning of the meeting, which are supposed to be related to the agenda, I'm going to ask how an item gets placed on the agenda, since one councilman didn't even know it was going to be there, and how it gets removed from the agenda, since magically, poof, mm-hmm. it just disappeared. Okay. That seems reasonable, doesn't it? Sure. And you're a citizen, so that should be allowed. Right. Absolutely. And keep in mind, the questions at the beginning of the meeting are supposed to be related to the agenda. Well, wouldn't one think that asking a question about the agenda would be a question about the agenda? Yeah. Like, how does something get on said agenda? Mm-hmm. Well, Lord Travis <laughs> was very angry that, uh, you know, it was probably very embarrassing to realize you do so little homework. Somebody was questioning him. Well, that you potentially uh, put something on the agenda without consulting your fellow coworkers, um, and that you apparently did so little research and homework that you almost cost the town, the taxpayers that you're elected to serve, hundreds of thousands of dollars because you're such an egomaniac that you need to rule by fiat without telling anybody. And so um, he was very upset that I asked a question about how something got on the agenda and had me removed from the meeting. Casey, we have audio Mm -hmm. of... Uh, said removal. Yes. Would you Would you like a Yes. Would you like a little audio? Yes. Okay. The first voice you're going to hear is me at the podium mm-hmm. asking a question okay. about the agenda, and then you will hear it go downhill from there to the point where the the Lord Travis mm-hmm. so insecure about his own screw up that embarrassed our town, and a question about the agenda 
had the police remove me. Uh, I'm not going to wait till line 15 because I'm going to ask about the agenda in general. And that is how does an item make it to the town council agenda? Uh, it appears an item which would have major ramifications for the town going forward, that being the dissolution, potential dissolution of the parks board, made it to... Sorry, Mr. Kendall. We said we weren't taking any parks board comments tonight. No, I'm, thank you. I'm, I'm talking about the agenda period. No, thank no, you. No, I'm going to keep going. No. You can arrest me if you want. Mr. Bullock, can you remove Mr. Okay. Kendall then? I have a right to talk about the agenda, sir. You cannot disrupt the meeting. I'm not disrupting the meeting, sir. I'm asking, I'm asking a question. How does something make it to the meeting? Okay, seeing no further comments, we move on to consent items. Who's laughing? Uh, the audience, because they're, they're in, people were stunned. You know, like how in movies where they just pan to the crowd and everyone has their mouth open? Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Okay, so you weren't asking a question about the removal of the parks board. You were wanting to know how it got on the agenda. Yeah, so, okay, so, and the reason I'm asking this is because, Casey, this week I had to waste my time trying to learn everything about the parks board and what would change here because of this resolution. So I've already wasted my time because Lord Travis, without apparently consulting the people he works with, decided by fiat he's just going to throw the thing on. So since I've already wasted my time, I'd like to avoid wasting my time in the future. I know Lord Travis doesn't think that my time is valuable, but my wife does. My family does. Mm -hmm. My employer does. I do. So try to avoid wasting my time and the hundreds of other people who had to waste their time, who had to eventually point out to this guy that he didn't know what he was doing. I thought I'd just take it upon myself to say, hey, how does something end up on the agenda? Mm -hmm. All right. So we got to take a break. When we come back, I will tell you the conversation I had with the police. Yeah. And what happened next? Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Let's go. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hit the road, Jack. A preliminary resolution of the town council of the town of Brownsburg, Hendricks County, Indiana, declaring the council's intent to dissolve, restructure, and reorganize the town of Brownsburg Board of Parks and Recreation. Okay, so they've got this resolution. It's all typed up. It's ready to go. It It was actually put in the Brownsburg Sentinel, and they were going to do this yesterday. It was on the agenda, but then it got removed. And you were questioning, how does an item get on the agenda? It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. (laughs) I know. See, this is the great thing I love about Casey. When Casey and I first started working together, I know she thought the majority of the stories I was telling about my interactions with the government were bull crap. (laughs) And now a year later, she realizes, no, he's he. This dude's for real. They do happen. And it is egregious. So if you missed last segment, we were talking about how. Lord Travis Tashane, uh, high ruler of the Brownsburg Town Council, uh, removed me from... Also, also known as the president. Yes, yes. Lord <laughs> Travis, high ruler of the Brownsburg Town Council, who once told me in a bar he desperately wanted to be a state rep, and that was his goal in life, mm-hmm. um, removed me from the uh, meeting because I had the audacity to ask 
about how the agenda was put together. Now, now let's rephrase this, Rob. Yes. He did not remove you. He had you removed. Well, that's true. Yes, very good. He had the police uh, remove me uh, because I had the audacity to ask how an agenda gets put together because Lord Travis, high ruler of the town of Brownsburg, had uh, put an agenda item on the des- the dissolving of the park board which he did so little homework on, didn't realize would have cost the town hundreds of thousands of dollars, didn't notify all of his fellow council members he was going to do that, and pulled that item from the agenda once concerned citizens had to take their time to point out to him, hey, idiot, you're about to cost our town hundreds of thousands of dollars. So this is where we left our story last segment. The police officer has come to the podium and asked me to leave with him in a peaceful manner which I decided to do. I'm concerned. Do you do you know who your one phone call is? <laughs> well, look, when even your mortal enemies are looking at the guy going, what the heck is this? This is bull crap. Mm. I felt like I was in a pretty good position and I had the I had the high ground. OK, so the police officer, he's been a police officer for a long time. He was a police officer when I was on the council. We go out into the hall and he goes, what the heck is going on? I said, well, he just had you remove me from the meeting. And he said, but for what? I said, because I asked how an item got on the agenda. And you could tell like on this officer's face, and he was being very nice and very professional. He's like not believing me. Like there must be something. He goes, well, I was out doing something. I missed all of this. I said, sir, I literally asked, as you heard there, Casey, mm-hmm. how does an item get on the agenda? And Lord Travis, high, Lord Travis to chain, high ruler of the town of Brownsburg, is so irate over that because it's pointing out what a power-hungry egomaniac who doesn't consult even his own council members that he is, he shut it down. So the cop was very nice, and we started working through it, and he finally just goes, just go back up at the end of the meeting. <laughs> You've got him cheerleading for you. He said, you can speak at the end of the meeting to whatever you want, Mm -hmm. because the citizens comments at the end of the meeting are supposed to be for anything. He said, just go back up there at the end of the meeting. I said, the problem, sir, is I had actual agenda items that I will now no longer be able to speak to. And he said, well, unfortunately, we can't do anything about that. But just go back. He said, I'm not arresting you. Mm -hmm. I'm not throwing you out of this building. Mm -hmm. Just go back up and speak at the end of the meeting, because this cop is quickly realizing, what the heck are we doing here? Right. So then the chief of police comes out. (laughs) Oh, no. And he saw the whole thing. And he says the same thing. Like, go back. Just go up and speak again at the end of the meeting. Yeah. So we all walk back in together. Mm -hmm. Of course, now I told you how much these guys make a meeting. It's like $880 a meeting. This meeting was so short, Casey, that by the in the five minute conversation I had with the police out in the lobby. They were done. They were almost done. I did, however, and I'm going to say this guy's name because it's in the public record and it's brilliant. Mark Teakin, who's a member of the town council, the guy who was not informed about the parks board being dissolved. I walk back in just in time for him to hear him having a debate on one of the issues in question. And he says something to the, to the effect of, I have a question, but I'm worried I'll be arrested if I ask it, <laughs> which was brilliant and wonderful. So kudos to Mark Teakin. So I get back up at the end of the meeting. And basically what I say to the, the council is this. I said, look, I have been a resident of this town for 37 years, always paid all my taxes, kept my grass cut, kept my weeds trimmed, uh, no felonious uh, convictions. 
no misdemeanor convictions other than, uh, I think, a traffic ticket. An upstanding citizen. Uh, I, by all measures, been a contributor to this community. Mm-hmm. I served in this very seat that you guys are in. This is what I said. I said, look, I have had so many horrible things said to me sitting where you guys are sitting. So many four-letter words that I would never utter from here out of pure embarrassment. And you know what I did? I sat there and took it. I never once kicked somebody out of a meeting. And the guy who's sitting behind me, who is one of my mortal enemies, goes, that's true. Because he was one of the ones saying it. Saying the words, yeah. And I said, part of government, which you guys sign up for, is for people to be able to ask questions of you Mm -hmm. and to be able to tell you what they think of you. And if that's good, fine. If that's bad, fine. People pay taxes in this community. They have the right to know what's going on in their community, especially when Lord Travis Tashane, high ruler over the town of Brownsburg, you embarrass our community and waste people's time by not doing your homework to realize, just the basic homework, to realize that if you dissolve the park board, it's going to cost the town of Brownsburg and our taxpayers hundreds of thousands of dollars. You are the bad guy in the equation here, not me for asking how an item gets on the agenda and why your fellow council members don't know when that happens. Okay, did you get an answer how it gets on the agenda or in this case, how it gets removed? No, because all they do is just stare at you, Casey. Okay. But when people who you know are your mortal enemy up there on that council, Mm -hmm. and we all know who they are because we've talked about them many times here, when they're nodding in agreement, you know you're right. This guy, what a clown. Mm. I am in embarrassed that this is the leader of our community and he should absolutely apology is not enough for this Casey because what he was doing was it isn't Rob Kendall I'm a big boy I've got a platform I'm an adult I'm a public figure what he was doing is he was shutting up and shutting down every single other person in that town who had to go out of their way business owners moms dads hard workers to do homework because he didn't do it. He was embarrassed because he got caught being a buffoon. And so he thought by shutting me down, he was shutting all those other people down too. This guy should resign in disgrace. Okay, so these meetings are held the second and fourth Thursday of every month at 7 p.m. Will you be going to the next one? Oh, you darn bet you, lady. <laughs> so the best part of this was though, Casey, Yeah, I took the full three minutes at the end, mm-hmm. didn't yell, didn't shout. And at the end, the crowd erupted in applause. applause. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. You, the, you made it out of the meeting without being cuffed. Look, in all seriousness, though, this is another example of government and people in the government. Again, I'm not talking about rank and file government workers. I'm talking about people like Lord Travis Tashane, high ruler over the town of Brownsburg, whose whole life, his only pathetic ambition was to be a state rep. He didn't even aim for state senator. I mean, if you're going to aim for something, why not even go for state senator? These people believe they're better than you. You are a nuisance to them. All you are is an ATM to them. And even when they are 100% in the wrong because they didn't do their job on your behalf, they will bully you, they will intimidate you, and they will even call the cops and have them forcibly remove you if you dare criticize or point out their obvious flaws. With that... The prosecution rests. <laughs> Nuisance. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. Well, it is time for the Friday edition of Your Voicemails at 317-684-8444-1031. It's Kendall and Casey, and we want to hear your comments, questions, and smart remarks. All right, so remember yesterday we talked about... Uh, how Lockdown McGee, High Tax Holcomb, yeah. endorsed uh, the failed governor before him, Mike Pence, yeah. running for president. Right. Well, I mean, he was his lieutenant governor, so yeah. I would fully expect that. Yes. Mike Pence saved Eric Holcomb. Uh, Eric Holcomb was dead last in a U.S. Senate race. He was uh, out of money. He was uh, reduced to shooting all baskets or shooting baskets in all 92 counties as his campaign strategy. And what do you know, Casey, in a donor and lobbyist Christmas miracle, the uh, job to lead Ivy Tech opened up and gosh darn it, the uh, Lieutenant Governor for the state, Sue Elsterman, who really didn't care for Mike Pence. Uh, she was just the most qualified person to lead Ivy Tech. And and then, uh, you know, that opened up the Lieutenant Governor. And, well, gosh darn it, Gacy, a guy who was dead last in a U.S. Senate prime, voters were really showing what they thought of him. Um, he was the most qualified guy to, to be Lieutenant Governor. So in mm-hmm. a weird way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just the same way as Mike, Kent, uh, Mike uh, Pence would be pumping gas somewhere if it weren't for Trump. Uh, Eric Holcomb would be making uh, sandwiches at Wendy's right now if it weren't for Mike Pence. So it really does make sense that these two governors who neither one of them really qualified or had any idea what they were doing and both grew government and the size and scope of government and many failed embarrassments and decisions. You know, with Mike Pence, it was things like like Rifra and Just In Holcomb. It was meet and greet with Malik Muhammad while calling conservatives human Petri dishes. Mm-hmm. While shutting, really made, the, shutting the, the state down. Yeah, it just really makes sense that those two would find each other in a political marriage all these years down the road and, and, and team up again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what, Eric Holcomb, he he gave a really uh, n- nice award to Dr. Box. Oh, that's well. That's... Let's get into that later. Okay. But the phone call. Sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Dr. Box, gynecologist, did get a prestigious award. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I had a, somebody call about that, and I think this was the guy who on C-SPAN, we played the clip at the time on C-SPAN, called Todd Young the Duke of Spendingburg. I think oh, I think this right. is I think this is the same guy. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on lockdown McGee's pathetic endorsement of former Vice President Mike Pence and Pence enthusiastically accepting it. I mean, if I needed any reassurance that I did the right thing by saying what I said about Todd Young on C-SPAN, by calling Jenny McCormick, Eric Holcomb, and address all this other stuff, if I had any reassurance that after college I need to get out of here, this is it. Eric Holcomb ruined my beloved Indiana. He ruined my state. I mean, Pence to an extent did in some areas, mostly having to do with, uh, like you said, with Keel Brothers Oil and the fact he didn't sign that Religious Freedom Act. He chickened out and didn't sign it. But if they did, the way Holcomb handled COVID and you compare that to DeSantis, it's not even close. If I needed any reassurance to not, be, to not deal with anything else here, this is it. Eric, I hope you're proud of yourself. I really hope you are. I know he is. He doesn't have any shame. But I will say to him, 
Indiana just lost a resident pretty soon in 2026, and I'm not looking back. It saddens me to say that, though. I probably would have stayed longer had it not been for Holcomb and all this other crap. I think I know who this is. Oh? Because uh, almost the exact thing was sent a message to oh. me. This endorsement has me angry beyond words. Holcomb destroyed Indiana, and when I finish college, I'm off to Florida and never looking back. They both turned this state into a liberal hellhole, and I will never raise children in Indiana. Eric Holcomb is just like Whitmer. Uh, so let's get into that real quick. You did have the story. Box, Dr. Box, gynecologist. Mm-hmm. This would used to be, I know it's not a phone call, but it would be a perfect transition here. Yeah. Uh, Eric Holcomb tweeted out Dr. Box's care and action saved and strengthened countless lives when it wasn't easy. Her work to position Indiana's public health system for the future will have enduring positive impact on Hoosiers. She's a total teammate and there's no one I respect more. I think it's really interesting that he's giving an endorsement like award to Dr. Box gynecologist, yet uh, his lieutenant governor... (laughs) He's dithering on the endorsement for her. Casey, that's such a great point. Suzanne Crouch is still getting told to eat dirt, and she gave him like two million bucks. Yeah, but uh, Dr. Box gynecologist gets told she's a total teammate, and there's no one I respect more. Isn't that wild? She got a Sagamore of the Wabash. She got a Sagamore of the Wabash, Mm -hmm. which is the state's most prestigious honor. We'll touch on that in a second. But isn't you just hit on such a great point? So if you are a air quote teammate. In helping Holcomb shut down the state, cost millions of people their jobs, close tens of thousands of businesses, try to put you in jail for not wearing a mask. Now, of course, we we know Dr. Box gynecologist did not wear her mask at her own kid's wedding, but she was finger wagging at you and she still got COVID multiple times despite. Well, I guess maybe because she didn't wear her mask at her kid's wedding, despite telling you to wear your your mask. And, you know, they wanted to put you in jail for not wearing a mask. But I guess if I get I'd I'd have to go back and look at the ordinance Holcomb uh, tried to rule rule by fiat at the time. Um, I can't remember if he had an exemption in there for the box child's wedding that you didn't have to wear a mask there because well you laugh but he did exempt his best buddy kyle hupp for state party chair because remember during covid the liquor stores they they, were they got to they got to stay open so we laugh Mm -hmm. but i mean they actually did do things like that uh yes so dr box if you are the teammate in shutting the state down if you are the teammate in the trying to put you in jail for not wearing a mask that is worthy in eric holcomb's eyes Mm -hmm. of the state's most prestigious award however if you are the uh, woman who su- sits silently in the background and cheerleads and gives him like two million bucks, you get taken off the sign. You get nothing. You know, it really is. It grows more pathetic by the day that Suzanne Crouch continues to be subservient to Eric Holcomb. Well, I think she's trying to break away from him. And, then do it. Well, whether she wants his endorsement or not, we don't know. I mean, she may have said, nah, I'm good. She, until she publicly denounces Eric Holcomb, mm-hmm. she is team Eric Holcomb. And so uh, this is uh, Suzanne is really a pretty pathetic person when you think about it. She has been treated like complete garbage by this guy. He took her off the signs, Casey, Mm -hmm. in 2020 when they were running for re-election. Not a word. He refuses to endorse her. Not a word. And yet there she sits, just cheerleading and being his biggest supporter when he's giving. He's given out Dr. Box, the most prestigious award in the state. Well, when it comes to Eric Holcomb and Mike Pence, they do seem a lot like the same person. Boy, that is Finkel wild. Isn't it? Is so Finkel. wild, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, I, look, unlike Holcomb, Holcomb will drift off into some uh, lobby position. Yeah, some or... some some crony 
some crony endorsed sweet job, at least Pence is about to get what's coming to him. And the voters will have their uh, final say on the end of Mike Pence's political career. You got a, we got something and we've had this for several days and we just now got around to opening it and Mm -hmm. we want to thank the person who sent it to us and you have the letter. Yeah, this is a really nice letter. It says, Rob and Casey as offered, here is Stingray Rob. (laughs) Now you remember we interviewed Stingray Rob right before the Indy 500. Um, So this person, Rich, he sent us a cutout version of Stingray Rob. Oh, how nice. He said he's quite an impressive young man when you and Casey interview him. Uh, He walked by uh, a sponsor suite at the race and saw the cutout, thought it was really cool. When the race was over, he said there were a couple of guys sitting in front of the suite and he asked, hey, can I have that cutout? And they said, (laughs) sure, why not? So he sent us the cutout. And then he also went on to say, uh, Casey, I felt bad because it's hard for you to share a cutout. Obviously, the Stingray Rob cutout (laughs) is, is for you, Rob. Kendall. Uh, He said, I am too an avid rider and have been on two wheels for 47 years now. Didn't know if you had a rider's bell on your bike, but now you do. If you already have one, pass this on uh, to somebody else so the road gremlins uh, get scared away. This is the thing you put on motorcycles. It's a rider's bell. Now you're waving it. If you're watching us on the YouTube chat, Casey has it up for everyone to be able to see as you're ringing it. That is so nice of Rich. Yeah, and then he went on to say, now listen to this. I'm a retired U.S. Air Force E EOD tech, which means he used to disarm bombs. Wow. And he said, I discovered I don't like people. So so I've been driving a big rig for about six years now. And he's mostly around the Bowling Green area. I believe he said talk radio down here stinks. He didn't say stinks. Uh, I'm cleaning it up. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, And he said uh, in Nashville, talk radio is horrid. And Bowling Green talk radio is mostly syndicated. So he listens to us. He listens to us every morning. And then Tony. And then on the drive home, he listens to Hammer and Nigel. Rich, thank you so much for the cutout. Thank you for the gift for Casey. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the fabulous note. We've had that for a couple days now. But we just, just uh, things going on, whatever, got around to getting all that open. It's really cool that he said that. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, Hammer's going to join us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. NBA draft happened last night, and Hammer joins us in the studio from the Hammer and Nigel show, number one in Indianapolis to discuss that. It's 1047 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. That was a long, long draft last night. There's only two rounds of the NBA draft, and for whatever reason, it's so long. There's only five minutes between picks, but it feels like even after five minutes, the pick is in. It's another five minutes until until Baldy goes up there and announces the pick. And and it was so bad because they were putting the pick on the you know, cryon or whatever that's called at the bottom while they're interviewing some guy's parents for three minutes. I don't care about your backstory. I don't care about your parents. 
Hammer and I, we were talking about this off air. NFL, it's, you know, the guy gets picked. They show him coming up to get, you know, get the hat, get the whatever. He hugs the commissioner. There's a quick backstory. Here's two or three minutes on what this guy did in college. Here's how he'll fit into his team and his division. Next pick. This was everything but the actual pick. It was it was awful. It, it was, was awful. It was a bad broadcast. And it was on ESPN and ABC. Now it's all the same ownership, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, ABC's coverage had Stephen A. Smith, I mm-hmm. think, on. Um, I didn't realize that until later. I had just turned on ESPN. And ESPN had like five people covering the draft. Three of them were women, which, okay, that's fine. But know what you're talking about. Sure. And it was a rough watch last night. So, Casey, let me ask you. Does it really do women any justice if you put them on the broadcast? Because clearly ESPN's trying to look progressive and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Inclusive. If yep. they struggle and don't know what they're talking no, about. No, I think that's actually a worse look. And you'll notice I'm not going to be offering a whole lot to this conversation <laughs> other than a couple things that I noticed. Because I wasn't watching it intently. It was on in the background. The dude was watching it. But I noticed a few things. One, Stephen A. Smith in that pink suit Wow, that was amazing. I can't even imagine going into a store and saying yes. I mean, those were suit pants that were pink. And Did you like it better than Grady Dick's Bad well, Vegas and, Magician Okay, outfit? that's another thing I was going to mention. <laughs> Grady Dick and Dorothy, both from Kansas, I mean, they would look like they were off to, you know, see the Oz, but some of the outfits were amazing. And the big trend that I noticed with the suits were the no shirt and just some change, like uh, Kobe Bufkin. Uh, you know, they're just wearing the jacket, no shirt, and the necklace. So I noticed that. That's and- a Rob Kendall power move. <laughs> Back when Rob was in the 80s. Yeah, this is a Broad Ripple circa 2010. Rob Puka Kendall shell Duke. necklace, yep. no shirt. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's becoming like a, a fashion place to go, these NFL and NBA drafts. But I also noticed the audio when the pick is in, ding, 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 yeah. is the same one that they were using for the NFL yeah. draft. So here's what I think needs That's to happen. That's what I have to offer. Carry on. <laughs> Casey, you get to make the rule on this. At the next night with WIBC, whenever that is, mm-hmm. I think we need Rob Kendall in blazer, sans shirt. Yo, yes. Do it. <laughs> okay, so that gives me how long to get in shape. When is that going to be? Well, I have no idea. Are we, we're definitely having one. Right. I don't know yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all right, well. Start working on it regardless. Okay, July, August, September. Okay, four months. Eh, maybe. We'll, we'll see how much weight I put on with the baby. Right, And then exactly. we'll go from there. Uh, uh, one other thing that I think is just ridiculous, and I heard the morning show guys on the fan talking about this. Because of the way the NBA, what they call the league year, right? Like every business has, a, you know, a calendar year, you know, when the court, when for filing forms, et cetera. Because of the way their calendar year starts, it doesn't start for another couple of weeks. So guys can't be legally traded yet. So in the case of the Pacers, they're drafting this French guy who wasn't on any mock draft. Or, you know, you spend weeks reading these mock drafts. That's part of the fun of the draft is, you know, seeing predictions. And all these predictions that narrow it down to two or three guys you think they're going to take. And then they take this French guy who's putting his hat on. He's doing an interview. They're talking about him being the member of the Pacers. Then the Wizards, who pick behind the Pacers, take the guy that the Pacers were supposed to be taking. He puts the hat on, does his interview, and then... 20 minutes later, oh, yeah, there's been a trade. The French guy has been traded for the guy, Jerry, Jerry's Walker, the guy the Pacers were going to take. Yeah, it's so dumb. Like, if you know the trade has taken place, just let them put the hat yeah. on. I know it's not official, but 
either let them wear the hat of what we think is going to be official or move the draft back after the league year begins. Because it is confusing. You see people up there wearing the hat and they're never going to step one foot on the, you know, front office of that organization. Yeah, so my wife and I went for a walk um, after I was escorted out of the uh, council meeting <laughs> by the police. And then uh, um, my dad, I, said, I told my dad, I said, just text me when the Pacers pick is in. And he texts me this guy's name that looks like there's a bunch of consonants where vowels should be. And I'm like, old man, are you losing it? Or well, like, how much bourbon you been drinking over there? And he said, no, it's some French guy. Mm-hmm. And I get home and then he texts me, he goes, there's been a trade. Get home. They're interviewing the French guy, and he's still got the Pacers hat. And I said, again, how much have you been drinking? They're interviewing this guy, and he's got a Pacers hat on. And even the interviewer was like, now, you're not going to be playing for the Wizards. You're going to be playing for the Pacers, but... And he's wearing the Wizards hat. It's <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Dumb. This was a train wreck. ABC, ESPN, because it's is Disney, yes. still the owner, should be mm-hmm. ashamed. I mean, you have a whole year. It's this big thing, and every part of it was awful. You got to be rapid fire in these things, right? Like, let's be honest. The NBA is not the NFL. The NFL is king when it comes to sports. And people were more than likely hang on and watch the NFL draft because football is a more popular sport. So the NBA, if you want to make your draft in prime time, that's fine. But let's get it going. Right. The pick can't be in. Mm-hmm. And then five minutes later, Adam Silver goes up there and announces it. I've already lost interest at this point. And can we say about the Pacers? Look, I, of course, know very little about you know, NBA basketball. I don't profess to be an expert. Here's what I'm saying as a fan, though, because I got interested this year because they had a high pick. They did better last year than the year before. And they've got all these picks. So they had three first round picks when this draft enters two in the second round. Boy, Pacers are probably going to be set up for a big trade. Maybe they'll get a great player to come in for these picks. Or maybe they'll spin multiple picks to move up again. Maybe they'll get, there were three guys that were better than everyone else in the draft. Get Move up to get one of those guys. And all we got was, okay, they got the guy at seven that people thought they were going to pick, but then we traded a pick for nothing to, to a pick the next year for Denver. Then we sold a pick to the Lakers, and I'm looking at this going, well, this was kind of a letdown. All these options and all the Simon family got was a bunch of cash, and we got two players. So by moving that pick to the Lakers, just going back a little bit, the Pacers ended up getting an extra $2.5 million for salary cap, which they can now use to try to get the free agents. Because the free agent market hasn't officially began yet. So once that hits, and that's coming up soon, I don't know the exact date, you've got a little extra money to play with here, so I'm fine with that. Because most... Honestly, in the NBA draft, after 10 picks, maybe not even that, it's a crapshoot. Some of these dudes ain't going to work out. Yeah, but it's the pacer, so you know they're going to end up with some guy like Bimbo Coles. Or, Bimbo Coles. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I you remember know, Bimbo. I mean, I, mean, no, I liked the draft last night. So for if you're a pacer fan and you're casual, right, like, like you are, yeah. Rob, I would say the dude they drafted last night from Houston – this is Antonio Davis. Oh. So uh, he's not quite as good of a rebounder as Dale Davis was, but he's a better scorer. So that's what this kid from Houston is. Big, strong NBA body because the Pacers stunk defensively. They can score with anybody. They couldn't stop anybody. Couldn't rebound. So I like this kid from Houston. Big, strong, rebounding dude. And then the second first-round pick, to put this into NBA guys you would understand, Rob, John Paxson. Oh! He's going to come off the bench. Is that the guy from Michigan? Uh, no, this was a dude that played for the Chicago Bulls a long time ago. No, no, no. The the kid that they got last night, didn't he play for Michigan? Belmont. No, Belmont. Okay. Yep. See? 
<laughs> you this could be part of the ESPN broadcast, Casey. This is why I'm not on the panel. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, could, you could work for ABC. <laughs> Hell, you'll be hosting the thing next yes. year. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> great defender, great shooter. Uh, he's not going to start, but he can lock you up defensively. And if he's open, he's going to bury it. We got some guy named Mojave. Yeah, it's the NBA G League. <laughs> <laughs> That's a two-way ticket to the G League. Right That's my there. new favorite guy. His name is Mojave. I've got to get a ticket to the Mad Ants game to see old Mojave play. <laughs> hey, Hammer, uh, I do have to let you know, I have met John Paxson, and I called him Bill. Bill? Mm-hmm. Well, it happens. Boy, it happens. again, frontline broadcaster for next year's NBA draft. Still better than anything I heard last night on ESPN. What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, let's see. What do we got today? It's Beer Sample Friday. Yes. Talk a little bit about did the Biden administration know this sub went down yeah. and mm-hmm. later released it when it was convenient? Yeah. All right. When we come back, we got the latest on the Brownsburg uh, special needs abuse case and uh, Catherine Michael and Tammy, uh, Tammy Meyer there are Attorneys will be with us. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Right now.